What's up, everyone? Uh, welcome back to another episode of Do at 11.59. My name is Jaden, and I'm your host. And today I'm here with Drake Parker from University of Houston, uh, J- Joshua Farley from Texas Southern, sure. and Yasmin Friday from Xavier University at Louisiana. Um, so today's topic, we're going to be talking about just like HBCUs versus PWIs. This is not necessarily like trying to persuade anyone to go to either or just like different experiences and how each person felt at their universities um also if you don't know an hbcu is an historically black college or university and a pwi is a predominantly white institution so the first question i want to ask y'all and we'll start with drake um so did you have well first you actually started out at texas southern and then you transferred to University of Houston. And so I wanted to ask, like, at either school, when you first got there, did you experience any type of culture shock? Uh, Texas Southern was a culture shock. So I came from the suburbs of Austin. Mm-hmm. So just, like, a lot of people from, like, Houston and Dallas. And it's, like, different. And yeah. how they interact with each other is, like, different than, like, oh. Oh, do you mean just, like, like, the hump. And then, like, the deep traditions of HBCUs are, like, mm-hmm. way different. Like okay. a humpback Wednesday or whatever. You see like a bunch of people outside on the Tiger Walk. Yeah. It's like everyone's like, there's always something to do. And you see people like, yeah. Okay, so it was like a bit different, I guess. Because we actually went to the same high school at one point. So like, is it more of a community, I guess, is what you're yeah. trying to say? Because mm-hmm. I'm at like Texas State now. And it's like people in the dorm, like at Texas Southern, everyone would like, there's a common area everyone to hang out with, like hang out in. It's like weird if you didn't hang out with them. But at like Texas State, it's almost weird if you stayed in the lobby and hung out with people. It's like the opposite. That's weird. Okay. Huh. Sorry, I messed up. Texas State, not University of Houston. That's my bad. But um, Yasmin, how about you when you went to Xavier? Did you experience any type of culture shock? Not really, because in high school, I hung around like a lot of black people. And it's like my, my high school was basically black people you know what I'm saying yeah so it's like whenever I came to Xavier it wasn't all that different like everything around us was different because like he said um HBCUs they go more in depth with everything that they're doing like culture-wise and everything but yeah Mm -hmm. uh Farley um I'm gonna have to say I was not shocked at all yeah like the people that convinced me (laughs) to go to a TSU uh yeah to, to go to tsu and hbcu they are they were very like you know proud of where, where they came from and like i could see why like i i i immediately understood like you know why they why they were so excited for me to see you know where they went to school at mm-hmm. like it, everything was like the first couple the first week or so was like exciting they made it it made it seem that way. It made it to where, like, you were, you know, you were, what's the word? Like, more accepted, maybe? I don't know if that's what you're looking for, but. Nah, it's, like, to where you were, to where you would, like, integrate into, like, into groups. Well, like, they made, they made you, like, interact with everybody. Okay. So, like, so you basically, not, like, networking, but it was just getting to know everyone, I guess. I feel like that's what you were trying to say. Um, So, 
you guys mentioned many traditions and stuff at your HBCUs. Were there are any big ones that you would like to talk about? We had a class dance at Texas Southern. I didn't know HBCUs did that. <laughs> I could not figure out how to hit that. But there was like a class dance and we spent like two or three days on it, huh? Like working on it. Did <laughs> you ever did. it? Oh, but like some people were killing it. Mm-hmm. And then like at parties, they would you just see them hit it out of nowhere. It's like, bro, what? I think every um every like class had their own like version of it. That was crazy. Like I saw like I saw the um class above us, all the sophomores doing theirs, and then the uh, juniors. And I was like, dog, they do this every year. <laughs> like what? A class? See, that's yeah. Because we don't have any type of class, anything. Well, at least at the school that I went to, and to go back to like the culture shock thing, it wasn't really huge because like I've grown up around in like basically predominantly white areas my whole life. And so it was basically just going to another one and dealing with it. I would say like, if anything, it was more country than I like expected. Like the dorm I lived in and we had all the ad kids, like literally it was known as the building that all the ad kids stayed in. So I just like would walk into the common area and I swear everybody and their mom was like wearing jeans, boots, uh, belt, like cowboy hats, like legit the amount of cowboy hats I saw on campus was OD. And so it was just like, it was weird because I barely ever saw any black people. And if I did, they were like on the track team. And so they were all hanging out with each other. So like, hmm, it was not a huge culture shock, but it was just like, dang, I'm still kind of dealing with this. And yeah, it's whatever. But anybody ever hit you with a howdy? Yes, multiple <laughs> times. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> yeah. No. That's wild. Yeah. Um. Oh, so speaking <laughs> of parties, uh, Drake, I want to go to you first because you were at uh, HBCU and then transferred to a PWI. Are there any like differences in the parties, like just the yes. setting, music, stuff like that? So, I like TSU parties. I feel like anybody could throw one. Like there's like promoters or whatever, different promoters, and they would just like throw them like every week or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then like at Texas State, it's really just frats. So if you're not in a frat or you're not a white guy, you're not getting in unless you're yeah. ugly. So like. <laughs> That's like the big difference. So you have to, so you have to know Brad. Yeah. You Brad. If you don't know Brad, you're not getting in. It's like, <laughs> I don't know, like Texas State, unless, like, you pretty much, people just party with their friends. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because there's, like, so many people that, like, it's hard yeah. to, like, know everybody. So people just kind of, like, branch off. Most. So would you say at Texas State, then, if you – I guess wanted to party and go out, then you would try to need to join frat life or Greek life in general. Yeah, or be like twenty one, because like there's like the square or whatever, but you have to be twenty one. Yeah. So like, if you're underage, you know, what I mean, there's, it's really quiet for you. There's like nothing. Mm-hmm. So, um, Farley and Yasmin, was it kind of the same at your schools? At least like what Drake said, how there's promoters and you could basically just go to any party that you wanted to. So like Xavier, it's like. Like my whole first semester, the cues like like through parties. So it's yeah. like it's really with the frats and the sororities and stuff. And it's like at the same time, like we have this DJ down there, DJ PJ. Love DJ PJ. He um he's the main one who hosts events, 
but he's an alpha himself so it's like you have to know and be close with them to like really get into them but like yeah. they make you pay buku money really that, one, that part yeah that part oh you, okay so for the parties for the parties you like you know like house party type stuff like you have to pay to get into those yeah. but what i started to notice was that the parties that uh do they had like a whole organization like centered around partying and they would buy out clubs um i don't know if you've ever heard of the vault that's literally their own like and it's it's 18 plus it's not like a 21 plus club of other although there is like drinking they um you know they have like the wristbands they have like the marks that they put on you but they have like their own like club scenes and that's something that i started to notice like when i started to like go to u of h parties because my girlfriend goes u of h she would invite me out that's like the difference they have the like buying power to just buy out whole ass clubs and yeah oh excuse my language uh you know like <laughs> like whole venues and dedicate it to a party it's crazy but mm. yeah also not when you said that they have well, now that you're there, I kind of want to go into a different topic. Um, Money-wise, would you guys consider that, or would you say that your HBCUs, do you feel like they're underfunded? Can I Can yes. I start? Yes, of course. Very under, un, underfunded. Yeah. Okay. Um, I went to and it's like, okay, the dorms, it's like, every. I feel like everything needs a remodel because they've had it for forever. Mm-hmm. Like the boys' dorm, it's um three floors no elevators like people had to carry like um refrigerators and everything upstairs because they don't want to remodel it because it's like the freedom people or whatever stayed in there during the whatever so it's like i feel like we need a remodel but they they say they ain't got the money but but we just got a 25 million dollar check towards and and it's just like I feel like they want us to spend our money, knowing we broke college students. Yeah. <clears throat> so I don't like that very much, but I do love my Asian for my beat. So I'm not going. I'm not going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, Farley, I know you said that you also have to speak on this. Uh, how do you feel about TSU? Okay, so from my understanding is because like we we ask these questions like like as a collective we went and asked these questions like where is all of this money going yes and i don't necessarily think that we're underfunded because like like uh yeah i said like we get an allotment of money like every every uh so often but um i don't i don't necessarily think that we're underfunded i think that the money is like distributed to like you know making the university a better place like like technology um like hiring better like you know hiring speakers stuff like that like to um to like further education but as far as like like structurally like the, a lot of the buildings are old yeah and i think they do that on purpose so that we know where what the hbcu has been through and you know like just to preserve that history but okay. yeah that's that's all i have to say oh and also oh. um a lot of the money does come back to us as students yeah. uh like you know covid relief we've i don't <laughs> like my thing is like i don't think that we need that much money for covid relief like we've like it's it's affected us but not to not to the point to where we're still getting like thousands of dollars <laughs> past Boss. like 
two years past like the whole lockdown. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I'm not complaining, but it is the money is going somewhere and it's benefiting us as students. As far mm-hmm. as I'm as far as I'm concerned. Okay. I'm not well, complaining. <laughs> yeah. Um Drake, I so I saw you had something to say. Yeah, to my opinion, I feel like they are underfunded. And like the difference is not from like the government. It's just like they don't have like Texas, like most HBCUs are small anyways. Like Texas State, we just have so many alum. They'll just like throw 10K out their pocket for like no reason. I think we have like 500 million down right now just for like improvements into the school. And like most schools don't have that or whatever. Like HBCUs, they just don't have the funding. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, and I feel like they try to scam you for every single dollar, bro. Like, even, like, the meal plan there, there's, like, periods or whatever. Like, no place that's just, like, open or whatever. It's just, like, really weird. Like, yeah, you can buy a meal plan, like, eat, on like, every day. But you yeah. have, it's, like, weird how it works. Where, like, Texas State, where it's, like, you just buy, like, meal swipes or whatever. But, like, it don't, they don't really matter. You can use them whenever. And there's, like, places almost open 24-7. Oh, okay. It's just more accessible type shit, if that makes uh, sense. No, yeah, it does. So, what I wanted to ask you is that did you see a big difference in between the facilities of TSU and Texas? Yes. So just like <laughs> I'm guessing more everything is like more up to date and improved. Yeah. Like, go into more into that. Like the difference between my opinion, HBCUs and like PWIs, like you'll see the old buildings, but as soon as you walk in, you can tell. Like at Texas State, all the old buildings, they're still like really nice on the inside. Like they just redid it. Like it looked modern in there, you know what I mean? Even like the mm-hmm. old buildings. Or like Texas Southern is like this has been this has been open for a while. Yeah. So sorry, go ahead. I cut you off. It is just like it's kind of crazy because Texas Southern was built like 1929 or whatever. So it's not really that old for a college. Yes. But like all the stuff's like run down. I feel like they could really like I feel like they get enough money they could do something about it. Hmm. But like even their own staff there didn't like like each other. Like all my classes, I remember like all the teachers would just complain about the staff. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Um, so I want to still talk more about money. And I know, uh, Yaz and Farley, you had said that it seems like the money doesn't really go into the facilities, but more back to the students. Would you say, so like, Yaz, would you agree with him that you guys get like a bunch of different events and like stuff that's based towards y'all? Okay. Really? Well, like, okay, we get the events. Like, we have Live Music Friday every Friday, and they spend money to, like, give us free merch. And, um, like, they'll even have, like, food and stuff. Like, they they had a, a pride prom and stuff. So, it's like, they do that stuff, but at the same time, they won't pay for anybody to be here for, like, homecoming or uh, um, the spring, whatever. Yeah. So, it's like, I don't, it's like the money comes back to us, but not in the way that we specifically, like, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, we we get these checks and stuff. Like, we we get a lot of hurricane um, relief uh, checks and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, we get them, but at the same time, it's like they're doing all of these things, and we basically giving them money back. Yeah, because you're still paying to get into these events. And yeah. Like, wondering where is all this extra cash going? And it's like, I spent so, like, first semester, I spent $3,000 of my own money that I saved up, plus money from the hurricane relief and everything. I just feel like HBCUs are expensive. Well, living, like, going to HBCU is expensive because of, like, 
you know, you got to, you got to have the clothes, have the shoes along with the parties and everything else. So it's like, yeah, be for real. But would you guys say it's definitely worth it though? Like, have you learned more about your culture and yourself going to an HBCU more than you would have and more than you did in high school and early years? Yes. Very much. Can we elaborate a little more? (laughs) Oh, um, okay. I have something to say on that. Um, so as far as like culturally, I feel like like there's a lot of stuff that's hidden. Like not not so much as like going to a PWI, they're like, you know, they're just touching up on stuff. Like, no, we go into like in depth on like portions of history that they won't even mention in a uh, like, you know, say a US history class. Like yeah. I can't tell you exactly because these classes be be whooping me, but like, like there's there's some stuff like that um that like professors would mention, and I'd be like, I didn't even know that. Like, that's crazy. But yeah, as far as like culturally, we definitely learn a lot more than you would at a at a PWI. Okay. Um. Yes. Do you have anything to build off? I I found more self-love in myself at my HBCU because I just I felt like all these people around me, beautiful black people doing great things, you know what I'm saying? And it's like I've met so many other people that went to Xavier and that are thriving. Like I met this this doctor. He's like the number one doctor in like Michigan or something. Who lives there? Anyways, um, he's like a <laughs> surgeon or whatever. And it's like he was telling me about his experience. He was like he felt Xavier twice. And is now making like over six figures a year. So it's like, yeah. maybe I have a chance. <laughs> it's like, it's like, I, I love like, that for him because like he's thriving like on his experiences at being at a like a, a black institution. You know what I'm saying? Yes. No, yeah. yeah. And I think that's one big thing that I really like about HBCUs is that us, we don't really have a whole lot of role models in like those higher areas of like doctors lawyers stuff like that and when you go to those schools you see those alumni and you're like they are just like me and it kind of gives you that fire like you know I can do this and yeah if that makes sense I don't know if that did and one thing one thing about Xavier alumni if they see you in that airport they're gonna give you some money (laughs) they see you in the airport with some Xavier gear on or they're gonna give you some money (laughs) because you're wearing your Xavier gear everywhere <laughs> okay. Um, oh. Okay. Sorry. So, like, the my bad. Uh, the professors and stuff. Like, okay. So, like, the scholarship program that I'm in. Uh, of course, like, you know, they give you the money that you're um, you know, the money that you that you're rewarded, but they also do things like like present like opportunities, like internships, like they make sure that, that you're going to be like set for after college. Yeah. And that's something that, that I've like noticed in like in HBCUs, like they set you up to be into those leadership roles and they actually care about whether or not you succeed in them. Mm-hmm. Cause they, yeah, they want you, they want you to get ahead. I mean, like that's the whole point of HBCUs. They were created. So People like us could have opportunities, have higher educations and stuff like that. Um, Drake, do you feel like you have like that same support system at Texas State? Yes, but no. See, I do like Young Life 
and I also did Young Love at Texas Southern. So I had like a community there. And yeah. I have a community at Texas State. But it just doesn't feel as deep or as genuine. Mm-hmm. It's like Texas Southern, it's just kind of like, there's. it feels like there's no real reason for them to like you. So if they actually like you and actually want you to succeed, it's yeah. kind of like, yeah. Or like Texas State, it's almost like, I feel like a fake nice or whatever. Or it's just like, I feel like everyone's just being nice. I'm just going to take it, not for like granted or whatever, but not take it as deep as if like, like a Texas Southern, that makes sense. No, yeah. Someone it, tells me like, "Oh, you have potential, or you can do this, this, and that." It feels like more genuine because they really want you to go and succeed. Because it makes the university look better. Where at Texas State, it doesn't really matter if you succeed or not. Because there's so many people that made it big, and there's mm-hmm. so many people who have like dropped out. So it doesn't really phase them. Yeah, it's more just not. I wouldn't say like a money grab, but it's like everyone seems a bit more expendable. At yeah, state. Yeah. Um. So to go back, I know Yasmin had mentioned self love, and so I want to talk a little bit about relationships with y'all. Um, <laughs> being at your HBCUs, would you say like you've been more sought out by other people, or like other? Well, Farley, you have you're in a relationship right now, but like I know. Greg, oh, what? Um, never, never really been like anybody's like super first choice, but whatever. But like going into a more black community, black area, have you feel felt more sought out at, by people? Jasmine, you want to go first? You're in a relationship, not me, homie. <laughs> okay, okay. So I got some, I got some stuff to say about this. Oh my god. Okay, so I did, I did go to high school in the suburbs. So I understand to a certain extent, but it was like diverse. So there were people that looked like me every, every so often that would find me desirable. But at an HBCU, it's crazy. Like, I didn't think that, that I, I had like zero self-confidence and I, it's, I'm still lacking, but like, it's crazy. Even my girlfriend now, like, I feel like because I go to Texas Southern, that had an element as to like how I was perceived originally like she had some type of like presumption like okay you go to HBCU you're wild but it didn't end up being like that and like rather than her like you know seeing it as like you know some type of like you know fling I ended up being into a you know decent relationship yeah but yeah, like you, you definitely see that. Like going from the suburbs to like a HBCU where everybody looks like you, mm-hmm. they find you more desirable. Like I'm, I'm a decent looking black man, but <laughs> you yeah, that's, from what, like, that's what I, I got to say. Like a four <laughs> in the suburbs to like a nine, <laughs> a solid nine, a solid nine. Yeah, I respect <laughs> that. How about you, Yasmin? Um, Ooh. I was about to say, these boys are the same everywhere, honestly. No, um, but for overall, I've gone to my HCU. I mean, I've I've had, I guess because I've messed with older people at my mm-hmm. HCUs, so like they're more mature or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's like at the same time, I'm single. So <laughs> did anything really happen? No, um. I don't know. I just feel like their mindset, like Xavier is a hard school. Yeah. So it's like you're either focused on school or you're focused on a relationship. And I just feel like everybody at Xavier is gay. 
So no, like <laughs> it's um, like it's like no, because Xavier, I feel like it's the place where you try to find yourself. Okay. And a lot of people, a lot of people end up coming out by going to Xavier, and I love that for them. They they find themselves. So I just feel like maybe I'm not the one to experiment on when you're trying to find yourself. You know? Okay. Yeah, I understand that. So it's not it's more that it doesn't really have your demographic at Xavier is what I'm hearing. Yes, you know, it's it's like the guys, they're still there's yeah, they're still trying to find themselves too, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But it's like they they they're trying to figure out who to find themselves with. It's like they're trying yeah. to force themselves to be in a certain relationship that they don't want. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and you want more of a long term thing, not really a fling. And I, I don't know what I want. I'm in the <laughs> Don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to figure it out, like everybody else. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, so Drake. Um, to finish off with you, would you say you were more sought at, sought after? I feel like oh. it's the opposite, honestly. Really? Yeah, because I feel like the black community doesn't really like mixed people. Because, like, in my opinion, because, like, even, like, my first week at Texas Southern, I like people tell me, oh, you talk white or whatever. Or they okay. point out, they make a point to point out the differences or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then, I like, Texas State, it's like, oh, my God, you're mixed. That's cool. It's yeah. like, but it's, like, almost like a weird, like, fetishization over it. It's like, they're like, they're like they don't, yeah, they don't see mixed people that often or whatever, like black and white. So when they see it, they just like hyper focus. Then when I feel like in the black community or like HBCUs, it's like they're going to accept you, but they're going to like make sure you know, like, or point out the differences. If that makes yeah. sense. So to speak a little more on that, would you guys say there are like strong roots, well, not roots, but like, I guess just strong feelings about colorism and stuff like that at your hbcus like did did you see any of it or have to deal with any of it yes very much because okay i i have to deal with it i'm I'm a beautiful black woman um sorry um but it's like xavier they don't like a lot of the times like here now that i'm back home they get on you about oh you're dark skin oh this oh that but like at my hbcu they don't really they don't really talk about that for real Mm -hmm. but it's like at xavier our pre-farm program, a lot of like Asians and mixed and, and white people transfer because we have the best pre-farm program there is. Yeah. And you rarely see them, but when you do, it's like it's like a wolf around a whole bunch of like it's like a where like yeah. So it's like it's like it's different, you know what I'm saying? And people point that out, but it's really it's really not that bad. Uh yeah. No, I don't I don't think that I saw much of that because we had we had our, our token white people like I told y'all before we had like a we had a couple people on the golf team like they were but they were like foreign like they're European um well one was Canadian and the other one was Australian but like what I saw was they were immediately approached and I don't know if that was some type of like you know fed it what what did you say fetishizing like yeah like they were yeah like I don't know if that's what that was Mm -hmm. but I don't it was that like you know it wasn't as deep as as a white woman fetishizing or a black woman or a white man fetishizing a black woman but it just seemed like like they did that out of out of interest I guess yeah so I don't think it was it was like colorism it was just (laughs) yeah 
<laughs> it's just just More out, like, of, out of curiosity <laughs> yeah, like interest they're like they're like oh we ha- there's not many of you so it's kind of like reverse to be honest like yeah. what we don't to yeah, yeah okay. i see what you're saying but um honestly i want to finish up there that's everything i wanted to talk to you guys about so i really appreciate you being on today's episode um to everyone watching listening whatever you're doing uh just make sure to tune in next week and like follow subscribe whatever all that um and yeah that's Don't it get to turn it in at eleven fifty nine. <laughs> <Hey. laughs> all right you guys have a good one